Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of I'm Not Fine. This week will be um, our fourth episode for season two. Very exciting. It is. Um, and as it is the end of May, we're doing our May wrap-up. Yay! There's actually a lot that happened this month. Yeah, it, it was hard. We sort of sat down and thought about it and nothing came and then nothing, everything came. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so to start us off, what what started May really in our eyes? Um, early on in the month, on the 6th of May to be exact, mm. we're not talking about the 4th of May because we're not Star Wars fans. No. Um, <laughs> Apologies to anyone out there who is an avid Star Wars fan. <laughs> um, we're talking about the 6th of May, which is International No Diet Day, which is one of the best days of the year. It is. It is. Yes. Um, why is it such a good day? What is it about the diet industry that needs to have its own anti-diet day? <laughs> so much. Anything, <laughs> anything to do with the diet industry needs to have an opposite. No, that's not entirely true. But I think it is a good day to bring awareness to how toxic diet culture can yeah. be. I think it also names the fact that diet culture is a thing because a yeah. lot of people who aren't in the recovery space might not even just know. accept it yeah they just think it's normal but really it's diet culture just like infiltrating everything yeah and it brings awareness to the fact that diets don't work yes that's a key issue I yes think. um the fact that there is a diet industry that profits off people failing yeah or perce perceived to be failing at diets yes. It's a cycle. You're only going to get, like, the more diets you do, the harder the, it the is. The harder it is to get out. It's almost like, like, it's not in the DSM in the same way that, like, anorexia or bulimia or binge eating disorder are, but it is something that you kind of have to recover from, yeah. the chronic dieting. Yeah, you have to unlearn so yeah. much. And it's getting sneakier and sneakier because, you know, back in the day, like in the 90s or whatever, there was, was Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers, or... Atkins, whatever it was. It was it was out there. It was like, here is the new diet. Yeah. And like they that. still have like slim. I don't even know what they're called, but the ones with the shakes. And oh, like, God, yeah. All of those horrible diets, Noom, which we have talked about before, mm. because it just keeps popping up. <laughs> really does. <laughs> and that's one of the issues, though, with Noom. It is the non-diet diet. Yeah. They market it as this isn't a diet because everyone like even the diet industry itself it's starting to knows realize that, that diets don't work they don't yeah. so they're saying this isn't a diet but we're going to restrict your intake we're going to force you to have different foods that you might not enjoy but it's not a diet yes spoiler alert if it calls itself a lifestyle change it still can it's still be a diet, diet. Yeah. yes it's a it's a synonym guys we we like cinnamon cinnamon we do like, we cinnamon. Do like cinnamon too yeah oh. <laughs> Go <laughs> me. Um, we like both synonyms and synonyms. Um, so let's just touch quickly on on that little diversion. Keep going. <laughs> I was going to say I was just did some googling before. Yes, of handy. what um, no diet day is, and it's an annual celebration of body acceptance, which mm. includes body shape diversity acceptance. Yes, and in some places and. Each year, I guess, has a different theme, and some of the themes focus on health at every size. Yes, which is an important part of anti-diet movements. Yeah, because the diet industry profits off the idea that there's a you perfect need to be size. Healthy. Yes, yeah, that there's one size for everyone, and that if you're at that size, you are healthy. And, and if you're not, it doesn't even really define what healthy is. No, though. like it's just if basically. If you subscribe to my diet and you're following it 100%, that means you're healthy. Yeah. That's what every diet is throwing at you. Which is ridiculous because you can't do that for every diet. No. Someone tells you to go low carb, but then somebody else is like, paleo. And you're like, 
Yeah. Wait, it's the same thing as paleo. No, is it? No, I don't know. keto. Keto. There we go. See, I've just sort of. We don't even know. Begged out at this point in my life. None of them work. I mean, there are certain medical, like keto does work for epilepsy. Yes. So there are certain medical reasons, but they're not really focusing on losing weight. No, they're not focusing on losing weight. They're focusing on health, but they're focusing on health in the way of reducing seizures rather than reducing body size. It's a niche diet for people who actually need. Yes, but to say that health is a specific size is utter bullshit. It is. And to say that following a specific diet, like there's so many diets, there's blood type diets and everything. Like it's just just bullshit, really. It is. It's expensive bullshit. Yes, it's Um, so expensive to eat that way. And so I think... And it's it's rooted, as we've said before, it's rooted in privilege. Yeah. Because only a certain echelon of society can access this because it's expensive so expensive and you need to have the time the nutritional knowledge yes like you need to be able to meal prep buy the expensive foods yes have the time to look down like look up everything because there's a lot of research involved in these diets they're very it's not the same as the weight watchers days where it was x number of points i don't even know how it works (laughs) yeah something to do with points yeah and you can get like specific weight watcher snacks yes they will portion for you yeah I mean, like, like that sort of now work, it's it? just so much work for the dieter. Yeah. That, yeah, there is a lot of privilege in it. If you've got a big family with like lots of kids to look after, if you don't have the means to be buying the expensive food, yeah. then you're, then the diet industry is basically telling you that you can't be healthy. And that, that you're you, not good enough. Yeah. Which is so wrong. And it I think is. that's why the no diet day is so important. Yeah. Because it understands that there's diverse, there needs to be diverse. Yes. In terms of there's always going to be socioeconomic diversity, but body diversity is a oh, absolutely. huge thing that people seem to always forget. Megzi Recovery made a really good story post about oh, this yeah. the other day when she was at the dog park and she was saying that oh, dogs, yes. dogs of all different breeds, are, even of the same breed, are all different shapes and sizes yeah. and you wouldn't change what you're feeding your dog. You wouldn't, I don't know, make it exercise for X number of hours a day. You wouldn't do what you do to yourself, to your dog. No. And you also wouldn't expect that all dogs look the same. Exactly. We are so able to accept diversity in our dogs. Yes. We know that a German Shepherd and a Chihuahua they're not going to look the same. They're not gonna look, they probably won't get along, guys. Um, <laughs> and we're speaking from experience. <laughs> um, but they're not going to look the same. No, and, and you, you would can't never expect, expect them, them to. to. You can't put stilts on a chip. I mean, you could be kind of funny. <laughs> but it's not how the world works. And so, they also have different food, like, intake needs. Absolutely. And you would never think that one of them needs to restrict or one of them needs to eat more. Yeah. Like, you feed your dogs what is appropriate for their size. You need to feed yourself what is appropriate to keep you at the size that your body is happy. And I think the really frustrating thing about diet culture is people co-opt it and people run with it. And I know I've seen things on TikTok or um, other forms of social media where people in bigger bodies are being vilified for eating enough. Yes. Yeah, because people say, no wonder you look like that because you eat. Yeah. it's like, no. You need to fuel your body. Yeah. People have different nutritional and and oh, I forgot the word energy for a second. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard. I don't have a lot of it. I don't care. People have different nutritional and energy needs. And, like, that's yeah. okay. No one should be shamed for eating when they're hungry and yeah. eating what their body is asking for. Exactly. Um, so, obviously, <clears throat> No Diet Day gets us riled up. Yes, we've and- got on a bit of a regret here. <laughs> but rightly so, because 
we're in 2021 guys like diets are just so passe yeah they're just unless you need to eat unless you have a medical reason um yeah it's that's completely different it is if you have a medical reason but still i don't think you should be calling it a diet no it should just be as prescribed yeah you're it's eating a prescription. and it's like, eating and exercising as prescribed by a medical professional yes and that's the key word medical professional yes not, not someone on instagram no 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 definitely not no. someone on instagram no. just commenting on you being like oh maybe you should eat this instead it's like well what are your credentials and even if you have credentials you don't actually know who i am you know nothing about me no haven't even had a one-to-one face what is that word? Face to face. Wow. <laughs> you tried. Thank you. We're having a day. It's Friday. We're it back is Friday. in lockdown. Yes, first day of lockdown, guys. Um, hopefully by the time this – no, we're actually releasing we'll it on Monday. Yes. Sorry, I get lost with our episodes <laughs> and where we're up to. Um, but on that lockdown note, I hope everyone's looking after themselves. Yes, look after yourself um, during lockdown. It doesn't change your nutritional and energy requirements. Oh, dear God, no. You still need to eat and you, you need to look after because yes. mental health and physical health are very important so always nice. but especially, especially right now. during lockdown yes. yes isolation is a really hard thing to go through um again so, and again yes and that's not us saying that lockdown is a bad thing no it's just no. saying please look after yourself if you're in melbourne yes and check in with lockdown. your supports and yes safe say, say fuck off to all diets yeah all the time but especially over the next week because yes. That won't help you through lockdown. It will definitely all. not help you through It'll lockdown. It'll provide you with the momentary sense of control and you're able to, like, you know, deal, deal with things but in a very, very, very short time. <laughs> and on that note, just because no diet day is one day of the year doesn't mean that you can prescribe to diets any of the other days of the year. <laughs> and it also doesn't mean that you can't have the conversation with people yeah, any of the other days. That's so a really good point. I think it's really important to continue the conversation yes. of no diets. Yes. But don't just come out and be like, all diets are stupid, blah, blah, like you have some resources to back it up because you don't want to be like oh now I'm gonna sound like I'm on a high horse but you don't want to be the anti-masker or the anti-vaxxer that's coming out saying vaccines are bad for you but I can't find any peer-reviewed articles on it like you don't need to go so far as to find peer-reviewed articles well the good thing is the resources of anti-diet culture and end of that day of coming more and more in the past yeah years. they're very accessible now yeah but also on that note um pick your battles yes if you're not in the it's headspace, not worth the fight no if you're time. not in a headspace if you're in a workplace it's very diet culture and you feel like it's going to make your job harder to speak about it that's no. a battle you don't have to fight absolutely um okay where are we at now? Well, this is kind of a nice segue. <laughs> like when that happens. <laughs> and um, No Diet Day falls in May, which yes. is why we're talking about it. May Indeed. also happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. I always, I don't know, I find Awareness Months and Awareness Weeks quite interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, how, how is this week? months awareness <laughs> being for you um to be perfectly honest it hasn't really changed my life in no way no probably because you're aware of your mental illness yeah like yeah i've seen a lot of it on instagram and stuff and so it is nice that the conversation is being started yeah. um but it hasn't changed anything for me i think because yeah as you said i'm very aware of my mental illnesses <laughs> but also i'm in the very privileged position where i'm able to talk about them yeah a lot and openly not yeah. not it's not the only thing i talk about when i say a lot but i'm able to talk about them openly. comparatively to somebody who doesn't talk yeah. about their mental illness or mental health at all and i don't bang on about it all day every day and i don't no. i don't overshare like i'm not inappropriate with it but no. it's just yeah i'm very fortunate that i'm able to 
let people in my life know where well what's going on for me and where I'm at yeah it's a good it's a good skill to have especially um yeah being able to communicate your needs and all of that sort of stuff it's very important what about you yeah what mental health awareness month brought about for you um a few things I think it's I, again I'm very privileged that I've had a lot of therapy behind me and I'm very very aware of my own mental health and um I'm also able to um deal with you know the ups and downs of mental health especially through what is um another pandemic flare we could call it that's a nice flare, word that flare. Nice. <laughs> I like that thank you um and you know busy busy uni and work schedule but I think this month specifically I think as you were saying it's been really nice to see on social media that um different different niches within the mental health mental illnessy sort of discourse have been talked about more yeah. instead of just it's not just anxiety and depression or eating disorders yes yeah. it's, it's more than that I've seen some good chats about BPD I've seen some good chats about BPD is borderline personality disorder to anyone who doesn't know, doesn't know. yes also dissociate I always get it wrong but dissociative <laughs> identity disorder yes is I've actually seen quite a bit of conversation about that which, which I is think, so good yeah because that's a very misunderstood and not well-known um, illness yes but it affects quite a lot of people and it can be quite damaging mm. um just I see you've got something uh, yes <laughs> I just a quick little research about this but mm. this year's theme which I'm not sure if you're aware of no. um for mental health awareness month was tools to thrive which I think is very fitting that is a great yeah theme. I think it was very fitting for this year and we talk about it all the time on the podcast with having links to certain lifeline yeah uh, certain hotlines and yeah. the websites but I think it's a really good thing to talk about especially during this other lockdown but setting yourself up with tools that you need to survive and to thrive because yes. tools to thrive I think yeah the the emphasis on thrive is a great one because yeah. it pinpoints that you can thrive with mental illness yes. and mental ill health absolutely um so what are some tools that you've got in your arsenal oh I think especially around this time with lockdown and uh, you know exams and all that yeah, those sorts of stress semester. yeah just knowing what you can and can't change I yeah. know I've brought this up before in the podcast but um sort of you know if you're if if you're waiting for a test result when you've got you yeah. know tested for corona or something like that you just have to be able to learn that you can't change anything no so you have to out of your control like yes. you, don't, you don't know nothing you do is going to change no. when that test result comes back yes and so you have to look at what's the next step i can do yes until i get to the point where you know i get a re result back from uni or a result back with covid or whatever it is yeah you have to be able to yeah you have to take it one step at a time and see what you can do so for me it's very much making each day about okay what study am I going to get done yeah. today or what am I going to make for lunch what kind of nice thing am I going to have for a snack you know make those little moments in the day worthwhile and also just look at each day as a progression to the next and try and get a bit of like lightness in it I yeah guess. light and shade very important for life yes nuance <laughs> um 
so that's one tool. Also, we obviously encourage us a lot, but reaching out, using yeah, your support. reaching out is a great one. And it's not even like you don't have to go to someone and be like, this is what's happening, X, Y, Z, help me. You can just be like, <laughs> this is shit. Yeah. Listen to me and then we can move on and talk about something else. Like it's good to have that release valve where you can talk to somebody and just let it out and yeah. nothing has to change. No, but it's nice just to have someone to talk to. Yeah. I think on that note, and we've talked about before how vulnerability breeds vulnerability, but yeah. if you're in a position to do so and it's not going to affect you detrimentally, asking other people how they are. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. I think um, we, we, we sometimes forget to do it when yeah. the busyness of the day. And also I know like for people who do have mental health issues, and are aware of other people's mental health issues, you can sometimes tiptoe around it because you don't yeah, want to make waves. Wanna, yes, exactly. And you don't want, they might not want to say anything to you because they might not want to trigger you and you might not want to ask them because you don't want to overstep your boundaries. Yeah. But I think it's important to check in on people and say, hey, I've noticed you're struggling or uh, like, is everything okay? Is there anything you need to talk about? Even if you haven't noticed they're struggling, just say, hey, how are you really? Yeah. But I think the most important part of that is that you need to be in a position where you can receive any answer that they might Absolutely. give you so don't ask if you're having a really shit day and you go to them and blurt out everything that's going badly for you if you're not in the position to receive like potentially a shit time from them as well then don't ask it and I don't think anyone would mind if you didn't ask them back that day even if you just said I'm not a, like I'm not in a good headspace yeah. at the moment so uh, let's have this chat later or something. Yeah, and I think that's a good part of checking in. And if you are talking to someone about something pretty intense, just asking them before you bring it up. Like, yeah. I have something to talk about, but I want to check that you're on the right headspace. Yeah. Um, and it's just that little sentence that gives consent on both sides and you can check in with each other. Absolutely. Because um, as you were saying, boundaries are really important and it is, I think clarity is the most important thing in boundaries because you know where you're at. Yeah. I agree. Hmm. How about you? Any other tools to thrive? Um, tools to thrive. Well, this one's, it's kind of basic, kind of clini clinical, but a safety plan and actually yes. following the steps on your safety plan. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Yes. <laughs> so just have it. It's not my up. thing to just have one. Yeah. But actually following the steps on it and making it realistic. Like I know clinicians, and it's true, always do it when you're in good headspace. There's no point trying to do it if you're in the middle of a mm. breakdown, trying to fill out this sheet because no, it's not going to work you probably won't give a fuck in the moment so doing it when you're in a good headspace but then actually following through with it like I saw my psychiatrist the other day and he was asking me what things I could do if I'm having a shit one and I gave him the list of the not just things that I thought he would wanted to hear but mm, like yes. things that were genuine answers for me but that I don't always follow through. So I think I need to have it, like he's got it written down in his notes, but I don't have it written down yeah. anywhere. So actually having it written down so I, when I'm... fair in the moment. Yeah, when I'm really distressed, I can go, oh, this is actually, this is what's going to help me. Let's try this. And if one doesn't work, then I've got like five or six different options. Mm. So don't just give yourself one answer for each step. No, it's good. And yeah, actually follow through with it, which is something I'm still working on. It's hard. It's it hard. Because we, we, we both, and many people in the mental health community who have had mental illnesses for a long time, we know the theory. Exactly. It's just incredibly hard to put it into practice in day-to-day -day life when things pop up and it's not it's not anyone's lack of strength or insight. Insight, no, as we said before, is a bitch. It is. <laughs> 
But that's a really good point. I, I don't think I appreciate that enough when it comes to a safety plan because, you know, you can think about it in your head, but yeah. it's good to have it It's good to have tactile. it physically. Yeah. And on that note, if anyone's considering it, like you don't have to do it through a professional. There's so many apps and yeah. templates on Google. Like, Even just notes quick, in yeah. your phone. Yeah, exactly. Bloody love notes. <laughs> so yeah it doesn't have to be done through a professional but having said that if you do have professionals it is actually not bad to share it with them yes i think that's a really good idea yeah i think so yeah both of you understand where it's at yes hmm. so Excellent. that would be my tool to thrive yeah. thank you for checking the theme that provided <laughs> some good conversation just a nice bit of research nothing yeah. like doing it at the last minute it's, it's what we do best <laughs> Uh, oh, this is a goodie. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> the next thing we, that happened in May that we really want to talk about is Gwyneth Paltrow coming out and saying that she broke down and ate bread. How relatable is that? I mean, I often feel, no, I don't often feel. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes bread solves all your problems. Honestly, when I was back in my eating disorder, I'd break down after eating bread. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, what other, like, Oh, my God. Could she be any more privileged? Yeah, exactly. But she's in a position where she doesn't, like, some people have to eat bread every day because it's the only carb they have access to. Yeah. And you need carbs to survive. And then to be in such a position where you say, oh, I don't eat bread, and then to label it as, as a breakdown. As a break, yeah. As, and like as a something weakness? that's really bad. Yeah. yeah. That you weren't strong enough to well, walk past the bread aisle. Yeah, like, like she's an addict of carbs. Yeah. And she's broken down. She has to go to AA. She has to go and, like, have some Hail Marys because she ate bread. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's inferior. It's funny. Like, it's I funny, thought it was yeah. hilarious when I read it because I was like, this woman is so uneducated and privileged. She doesn't even realise how damaging this statement is. Yes, and the fact that this was her biggest qualm in lockdown. Yeah, the worst thing that happened to her, the worst thing that she did, like, spoiler yeah. alert, it's not the worst thing she's ever done. No, she, she created goop. <laughs> done so much worse <laughs> but the fact that she put it out there as the worst thing that she's done it's demonizing bread for so many like not just people recovering or suffering from eating disorders but anyone sucked into diet culture anyone who had a really shit time during lockdown. any of the lockdowns yeah. especially in america like with so many more cases and deaths than we've had in australia yeah. a lot of people would know someone that has passed away from corona and then people who've lost their jobs people who've ended up in hospital like, yeah and then to have her say oh i'm such a terrible like this horrible thing happened, happened to me it's just yeah it makes us other than the fact that i thought it was funny it does make me very angry yeah and it just makes me not that i would ever meet gwyneth paltrow but it makes me want to go up to her and give her a complete reality check yeah. because that is just living in her little hollywood bubble thinking that that is the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to anyone which is terrifying so terrifying um and on the note of bread bread is great bread is great love Eat bread, bread. So it's good. cheap you know, you have to have it when you, you might not have sandwiches. I don't know, but, like, you have to have bread sometime. And it's delicious. It is delicious. I, used, I was scared of it for so long. I went, like, fuck, yeah, I used to not eat bread and then break down and eat bread <laughs> when I couldn't walk past it in the uh, – but seriously, when my body was so, like, deprived of carbs – Sometimes bread was all I could think about. Yeah. And now that I thing. eat it every day, I don't actually think about it. No, because you're getting sati you're getting the nourishment. Yes. And yeah, carbs are great. Carbs, carbs are, are great. essential. 
and delicious and delicious yes so do this is the one time i would say do a gwyneth at gwyneth and just eat bread just yeah just and even yeah. if you do break down afterwards that's okay that is, we've all been there we've it's all fine. been there but just know that the bread isn't going to hurt you no. depriving yourself of it absolutely well listening to gwyneth paltrow basically ever will hurt you too yes uh, i love how our podcast has become about that <laughs> <laughs> um okay what else happened in mayhem Ooh, I think I think one of the other a very different take on an, another celebrity or another notable that's brought up a really important discussion would be um, later in May. I can um, tell you exactly when it thank happened. You. It's so handy. Um, My friend keep charging. talking. Okay, um, there is a wonderful woman called Tess Holiday. Yes, and I learned about her through Instagram, I think it was either through Butterfly Foundation or through somebody else I followed who posted about it. Um, and when was it? <laughs> Still finding that information. <laughs> um, anyway, Tess Holiday, I think that's her professional name. Yes. Yes. She is an activist and an actress, isn't she? Yes. yes. Um, the both of the acts. And she um, is plus-sized and she is very much struggling with an eating disorder. She has anorexia and she made this fact known. It was actually the very start of May. Okay. Wow. I was a bit behind the time. <laughs> maybe, maybe I did remember it. I did see it back then. I can't remember. Anyway, Tess Holiday said, came out on yeah. vulnerable and brave and said that she has anorexia and that she's getting treatment for it, which should be the main point that she is getting treatment. And yes. Is so brave for doing so. Absolutely. But coming yeah, coming out and saying you're getting treatment for any mental illness is hard anyway. But when you've got a platform, yeah. you know that your people that you don't know in real life are going to see that. Yes, and people are going to scrutinise you. And yeah. unfortunately, people really did. Yeah. Um, and this it just prompted this whole sad and tired narrative that people in bigger bodies cannot have a restricted eating disorder. Yeah. Which is so overdone. Like, no, it's not true. No. At all. Anyone in anybody can have malnutrition. Anyone in anybody can deprive themselves of food. It's not it's not slotted into one size category. No, it's not like, oh, you look like this, you must have this diagnosis. No. You look like this, you have this diagnosis. Like, it's, it's a continuum. It is a continuum. And unfortunately for Tess Holiday, people, a lot of people haven't grasped that no. yet. And she's gotten quite a lot of backlash she for, has. for saying that she's got anorexia when people are saying there's absolutely no way you can have it because you don't look it. There's no look for eating no. disorders. And unless they follow her around every day inside her head. Yeah, to see, not see, sorry, listen to all of the thoughts that she yes. has around her weight, shape, control, food, yeah. exercise, whatever her illness is defined by. Unless you get a running commentary of her head and see what she eats in a day. You can't really comment on whether she's got an eating disorder or not. And we don't want to just sit here as two straight-sized white women yes. talking about who have both the been experienced enough to be in treatment. Yes. We don't want to sit here talking about the experiences of other people. But we do just want to say that as our very first episode said, eating disorders don't discriminate. Yeah. It's very much still true. Eating disorders still don't discriminate. No, Anybody and they never can, will. No. Anybody can have an eating disorder and not look like you think they should look. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just a really, really 
boring lie that a lot of people still subscribe to and it's it it's pointless why why invalidate somebody else's very real illness and what does invalidating them actually achieve for you yeah like it doesn't make your illness more valid no and if you don't have an eating disorder you can't you don't know what it's like no and by stating that she doesn't have anorexia because of her size you're showing your ignorance absolutely you're showing that you have no idea what eating disorders are which means you shouldn't be fucking commenting yeah it it adds takes away the gravity of your comment really absolutely and also just broadly you shouldn't comment on other people's bodies no just a blanket rule don't comment on whether they have an eating disorder or not whether they're in the public sphere or not just don't comment no it's not necessary and it doesn't help you it doesn't help anyone else and people who are aware of their size they don't need others to talk about it like it's it's not helping anyone everybody is yeah conscious of themselves so they don't need someone else telling them anything about their body no and even if someone's got body dysmorphia, telling them something different isn't Well, they're not going to believe you. No. It's not going to change the body dysmorphia. It's no. not like, oh, this one person said this. Screw the body dysmorphia. It's gone. Yeah. I'm I cured. mean, I wish it was that powerful. <laughs> yeah. Make our lives a bit easier. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. That was, a, that was a pretty logical and linear conversation. Mm. I'm proud of us. Wish well. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, As always... If this has brought up anything for you, head to I'm not fine.podcast on Instagram and you can check out our links to EDV, EDQ, Butterfly and Lifeline. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we had a really good time doing this yeah. one. Yeah. See you next time.